0: Welcome to the Viking Age podcast, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast Network. Now, please welcome your host, Adam Patrick.
1: All right, welcome to the Viking Age podcast, the official podcast for the vikingage.com. I'm your host, Adam Patrick. I'm the editor and lead writer for The Viking Age. Before we get started today, make sure to follow The Viking Age on Twitter and Facebook. The site's username on Twitter is at The Viking Age, and you can follow the site's Facebook page by heading to facebook.com slash The Viking Age. All right, on today's show, to help us preview the Vikings, Cowboys, Cowboys, Halloween Sunday night showdown uh, inside U.S. Bank Stadium is Randy Gersey. He actually runs the Browns site for Fansided, Dog Pound Daily, but he's a Cowboys fan. He also writes some Cowboys stuff for uh, another fan-sided site called NFL Spin Zone. So you might have seen some of his work in the past, but he's here to help us learn a little bit more about the Cowboys. So welcome to the show, Randy.
0: Thank you very much for having me.
1: No problem. All right. So the Cowboys five and one, yep. won five in a row. Just coming off their bye, only losses to the Bucks. Seems like a pretty decent team to lose to. Um, but at the same time, what would you say concerns you the most at this point about the Cowboys?
0: Uh, probably the most concerning thing is they 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 have a tendency to start games slow. Um, they kind of come out of the gates and uh, you know move the ball they start to move the ball down the field, might have a, a turnover or um, a penalty or something like that. And just kind of, it usually gives the momentum to get other team right away. So it seems like they played from behind a good bit. Um, haven't really put together a full 60 minutes of solid play yet.
1: Yeah. Um, I can say the same thing about the Vikings. I feel like it's kind yeah. of maybe the opposite for the Vikings though. They seem to do well in the first half, at least for some of their games. And then the second half, they didn't score last in the last game Dalvin Cook scored a touchdown in the second uh second half and that was like their first second half touchdown um before week 1 so oh. it's kind of been a little bit of the opposite for for the Vikings. All right, so let's let's do a little ranking game here for the Vikings uh who would you rank the most concerning with uh rank these 1 to 3 with 1 being the most concerning. So we got Dalvin Cook, the Vikings pass rush or or and, uh, Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen?
0: Um, I'd probably go with Jefferson and Thielen, number one. Um, number two would probably be the um, – it's, it's, it's close, but I'd probably go Dalvin Cook, and then three would be the, the pass rush. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, they're all concerning, don't get me wrong. <laughs> uh, but um, I, I feel like Dallas's offense has been able to overcome certain things did um, they have enough weapons that they can kind of get around you know with the, the, the run game and everything to kind of neutralize the pass rush but um their defense has been good in the fact that they've been creating a lot of turnovers yeah but they're they're still susceptible to uh <clears throat> to the deep ball a guy like justin Jefferson i mean could could definitely take over um uh you saw the gave up that long touchdown I and mean, it was like 75 yards AKS, in new yeah. england Yep. Yeah. So they still do have some holes in the back end there. Um, and as far as their run defense goes, their, their defensive line, um, <clears throat> basically is Randy Gregory show right now. Uh-huh. Um, the rest of the guys are kind of a little bit, you know, no names. Uh, you got third round rookie in there starting, uh, from UCLA. Do so um, they still have Michael Parsons on, on uh, the
1: Michael line Parsons. or is he back in he's, the linebacker?
0: He's back at, back at linebacker. Okay. Um, so it's not that they're bad, uh, but they're also, you know, that I could see them having some trouble with Alvin Cook if he got rolling.
1: Yeah, he says he feels uh, pretty darn good um, compared to a couple of weeks ago when he hurt his ankle. So that's a good sign for the Vikings, not for the Cowboys. Um, but what about – exactly? <laughs> does, does the pass rush maybe concern you a little more because of this – this kind of mystery injury that uh, Dak Prescott seems to be dealing with, they keeps saying like it's not a big deal, but then like they're like, oh well, no, on Saturday if he's ready, which is like, well, oh, it's not a big deal. Then why are we uh, waiting till Saturday to find out if we're ready or not?
0: Yeah, yeah, that is a little concerning. Um, the one thing about that that I, if he plays, um, I'm assuming that he will, but I think the reason that it won't affect him too much. If you watched him this year, he hasn't really taken off and run and been as mobile yeah. as he used to. I, I don't know. I don't don't think it's anything really with the ankle, but it may be more of by design, just trying to keep him in the pocket a little more Mm -hmm. and kind of keep him from getting hurt. Um, Their offensive line has been playing well this year. Tyron Smith, you know, looks a lot better than he has in recent years. He's healthy again. Uh, Lyle Collins should be back, Mm -hmm. Um, although they're talking about you know he may not even start over Terrence Steele, who who was kind of the go to the line last year. He kind of got beat up and pushed around and this year he's been playing okay you know he's he's been a lot better um so overall the line you know their their biggest weakness is um in the middle with uh tyler bydash from wisconsin the second year player he's he's been uh, a bit of a problem so i could see him having issues with sheldon richardson or, or um in the middle there but um oh i could definitely see it being a problem but overall i think they've handled that pretty well um so hopefully it'll stay that way
1: yeah, feel, for some reason I feel like Mike Zimmer is going to come up with some some versatile looks or something like kind of if you remember in the wild card game a couple years ago against the Saints when he had like Everson Griffin and Daniel Hunter lined up on the inside, I feel like he might try and do something like that this week to kind of mess up the the Cowboys because yeah, the Cowboys have a good offensive line, so you got to figure out different ways to attack that. Um, yeah, and
0: definitely the weakness of their line is right there at left guard and yeah. center with. Connor Williams has been playing better this year than last, but he still is not, you know, the same level as like Zach Martin or Tyron yeah. Smith. So yeah. if you can get after those two, they can find something there.
1: Mike McCarthy's in his second year as the Cowboys head coach, much better right now than it was last year. But yeah. how would you describe his tenure so far as the Cowboys head coach?
0: Um, It's, it's been interesting. Um, He, <laughs> he, um. He doesn't seem to say a lot. He doesn't, yeah. you know, he's he's not the, you know, front and center rah-rah guy. Uh, he's not the big speech guy. Jason Garrett, you know, he had a lot of his flaws, but Jason Garrett was the big speech guy. You know, he yeah. always seemed to say something positive and motivating. McCarthy, you know, he they, they always talk about him being a Pittsburgh guy. I think he's just yeah. kind of one of the guys who does the work behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing I – most been been most impressed by with him is just the way that he's allowed Kellen Moore to continue and you know, uh, run the offense. Uh, he saw how well Dak Prescott played in um, 2019 before he came there under Moore, and you know, a lot of guys like him that are kind of offensive minded and have always called the plays might have tried to take that over, but
1: little, little um, narcissistic, some of those guys,
0: yeah. And I think that <laughs> that's, yeah, I think that's been huge that he's kind of been able to you know take a step back and mm-hmm. you know obviously you know he's going to be involved in everything but he's allowing more to kind of do his thing and and have full control of that offense which i think is why you keep seeing the as they have
1: um better or worse than jason garrett
0: i think he's better yeah um yeah, I, I didn't hate Jason Garrett like a lot of the fans did. Right, right, I right. think he did a lot of really good things, but I think um, Garrett's best work was in more in team building than in coaching. I think he did a really good job of finding talent that, you know, he, he would find a lot of mid-round talent, um, undrafted free agents, things like that. He really changed the way they, they approached the draft too. Um, you know, they never drafted an offensive lineman in the first round in Jerry, Jerry Jones's tenure. And then Jason Garrett came in and they drafted three in like the first five years. And right. so I always kind of laughed when people would call him a puppet because they, they completely changed their philosophy when he took over, but you know, his, his coaching sometimes was just a little, um, too much of a throwback. It seemed like I was watching 1990s football a lot where mm-hmm. he just wanted, you know, you, you, knew, you could tell by the formation what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think the fact that, you know, Mike McCarthy, again, has allowed Keller Moore to kind of uh, split things up. And uh, another thing that I really liked is he was quick to admit his mistake with the defensive coordinator, where Jason Garrett would hang on to a guy. I mean, Rod Marinelli had a lot of flaws, in, in my opinion, as a defensive coordinator, and Garrett just kept him around, you know, almost to a fault. He did it also with Scott Linehan, an offensive coordinator, for years until, you know, he couldn't really defend him anymore. Whereas McCarthy saw Mike Nolan was just, big issue last year he moved yeah. on brought in dan quinn and, it, and that's been a little bit better so i do like that part
1: who's the head coach before garrett was it wade phillips
0: yes wade phillips
1: oh man that seems like forever ago
0: yeah and he was put in such a bad situation when they hired jason garrett first like that yeah. was just a <laughs> that was a weird scenario
1: yeah yeah wade phillips when well, uh yeah he's had an interesting uh Head coaching career. I remember my dad's a Broncos fan. I remember him first starting off like as a head coach for the Broncos. Um, I think so. Yeah, he was a head coach of the Broncos before she Yeah, that. he was head coach. Um,
0: I believe he had two tenures there.
1: Yeah, he, a- uh, so. uh, he might have been. I think he was a defensive coordinator his, his second time around. Yeah, um, and then he went. He went to the Bills, and both times, like he was with the Broncos and Bills, he didn't wear a headset, and like that. I remember that bothering. Me and my dad like well, <laughs> how, how, how is he coaching like what, he's just shouting in this stadium full of loud people uh, yeah,
0: just <laughs> run around and let other people do it <laughs> he eventually uh, you know
1: put a headset on when he was with the cowboys, so uh he must have heard from some people who are like, Hey, you can't hear anything, uh, but sticking with head coaches uh one last thing, I don't think this is gonna be an opportunity for the cowboys next year, but you know, based on what you've seen from afar, would you rather have Mike Zimmer? As a head coach for the Cowboys and McCarthy,
0: that's a good one. Um, I love Mike Zimmer, and um, throwing it back to some old head coaches. I remember I I was throwing fits when they let first let Mike Zimmer leave, and then a couple of years later they let Sean Payton leave, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and <laughs> in pretty, favor decent. of yeah and they let them both leave in favor of uh bill parcells and mm-hmm. the whole time i, I was frustrated because you've got parcells who was already in retirement mm-hmm. and you're letting these younger up and coming coaches go and you know do something else with other teams and here we are in 2021 you know this was back what 2006 2007 something like yeah. that
1: yeah
0: um you know they're both still coaching and they've had long successful careers so that was a little frustrating um you know, I, I might lean Zimmer just because yeah. of the fact that, you know, the Cowboys have had so many issues on defense right now. Yeah. And over the last several years, it would be kind of nice to have a coach that was, you know, kind of a defensive guru. But of course, the, you know, the caveat there would be, uh, I hope that they wouldn't lose Kellermore Moore. Cause if he was able to run that offense and have someone like the Zimmer running the defense, that would be pretty impressive.
1: Yeah. And I don't think that's not going to happen. That's, we, someone we can, actually, I can talk to you that now. Is this, do you think, there's any chance of Kellen Moore probably returning next season based on what you've seen so far?
0: Returning with Dallas? Yeah. I mean, yeah, they absolutely would love to keep him. I right. just uh, – uh, I worry that, you know, he's he's going to be one of the guys that they're going to try to poach, especially with like uh, uh, Zach Taylor, uh, yep. Brandon Staley, yep. um, Sean McVay. It's really going the way of the younger coaches. Even Kevin Stavansky, who's, you know yep. – probably a little bit older than all of them, but he's still, you know, early forties, you know, teams aren't sitting there thinking anymore. Oh, you got to be coordinator for 15 years like they used (laughs) to. So uh, I could see somebody trying to jump and poach Kellen Moore right now, which I don't think would be a bad idea.
1: Yeah. There's no more uh, Chan Gailey's going to be
0: (laughs) (laughs) head coaches uh,
1: anytime soon. Um, Talking about Dak, where, where would you rank this year? Where would you rank Dak Prescott? among the best QBs in the NFL just looking at this year
0: just this year um I mean he's up there yeah. uh he yeah Kyler Murray yep yeah Kyler Murray's playing out of his mind um Aaron Rodgers Joe is playing fantastic yeah. right now yeah. um Lamar Jackson uh, I you know uh Derek Patrick Homer. Holmes will get yeah yeah Derek Carr is playing great uh I mean, there's, there's so many good quarterbacks right now. Justin Herbert. Um, he, it's funny that all these guys are you know, right now probably playing a little better than like Holmes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but like I said, I think he'll turn it right back around. You also yeah. got Brady. It, yeah. I mean, I'd say Dax in the top 10. Um, you know, he, he's got his name up there with those guys. Uh, I can't sit here and say he's better than all of them, but he's, you know, he's he, he's doing what he needs to do and getting it done. I think he's got like 16 touchdowns, four to four interceptions. So he's got a really good ratio there.
1: Um, yeah. He's got like, what do you think? He, he's got the second highest pass rating. Um, or let's see. Oh, fourth um, behind Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, and Matthew Stafford. Dak Prescott's fourth in terms Yeah. And
0: Stafford's another one. I, I completely even glossed over each and playing out of his mind. So and Prescott's one thing that's holding him back is he's still fumbling the ball a lot. Um, okay. I think it's. I think he's got six fumbles this year. Maybe not all of them are on him, you know, fumbled snaps or things like that. But okay. that, that's kind of been the, the the one thing really, you know,
1: six lost concerning.
0: Uh, he hasn't lost all of them, but okay. but still, you know, you, you fumble it six times, that's not good. So, <laughs> you know, wow. um, yeah, I, I don't know how many he's lost, um, it, but I know it hasn't been every one of them. But um, still, a little concerning.
1: Who's the Cowboys backup?
0: Uh, Cooper Rush and uh, Will Greer.
1: Do you think the Cowboys should have maybe looked for maybe, I don't know, a a more experienced backup based on what happened to uh, Prescott last year? Like, I know they had Andy Dalton last year. That seemed like a a better plan than what they had this year.
0: And I think Dalton Dalton played well enough that, you know, he probably kind of priced himself out of there. Um, But I think that they kind of were hedging their bets on Gil- Garrett Gilbert cuz he did play well against Pittsburgh last year. He's
1: with the Browns. So I think
0: he uh he's with New England. Well, he he's on- he was with the Browns. Yeah, he right? was with the Browns, correct. Yeah, sorry. Uh yeah. Uh, he was with the Browns. Um he he came over and after like 2 weeks with the team, he went out there against Pittsburgh and you know, they were within one touchdown at oh, the end yep. of the game. So, he played well. Um so I think that they kind of were were hedging their bets that he was going to be the guy. And then um, when they got into preseason, he just didn't look like they were expecting. And so, yeah, they ended up letting him go. He's with New England now. So I think they thought they had that. Um, But, yeah, I definitely would have liked to have seen them try to get somebody that had a little bit more experience. I know they brought in uh, Jeff Driscoll um, and uh, Brett Hundley for workouts. But even then, uh, you know, I'd like to see them look for somebody with a little more experience. You
1: like got Case Keenum.
0: Yeah, Case Keenum there. Hey, he's undefeated this year.
1: Hey, man. He's. And Kevin's. When Ke- Kevin Skefanski's on the sideline, he's a, he's a pretty good quarterback.
0: Yeah, he knows what he's doing. He, uh, he he understands his job and he gets the ball out of his hands quickly.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I want to talk about his departure from, from the Vikings because <laughs> every year it changes. It's like, oh, they would have been fine. And it's like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> all right, so we talked about um the offensive coordinator and how he's probably probably gone. But this year the Cowboys I, I believe they rank second in rushing in the league. They have the second most rushing yards, and it's mainly because of the, the duo of Ezekiel Elliott and then Tony Pollard. Uh what do you think's made this backfield duo? Work so well this season. It feels like in seasons past, it's been mainly the focus has been on Ezekiel Elliott, but Tony Pollard's Pollard's gotten a pretty good, decent amount of carries this year. So, why do you think things have maybe changed into letting Pollard get his hands on the ball a little bit more this year?
0: I don't know what changed. Um, I'm glad it did because it, 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 for the last few years, it's kind of been, you know, a big question among the fan base of why Pollard's not getting the ball more. Um, And a lot of people were. You know, saying he should take over for Zeke. Zeke looked, you know, washed and all that. And I, I never really thought that was the case. I didn't think Zeke was was bad. He was mm-hmm. just overworked. You could see him going out there and mm-hmm. <clears throat> running the ball and having to come off the sidelines limping. Um, and then mm-hmm. next thing you know, after one play, he was right back out there. Mm-hmm. So I think they just beat him up. And this year, Pollard's been getting a whole lot more carries and both of them have been fresh. So. Uh, you know like I said, I don't know what changed. I don't know if something kind of finally clicked in the offseason when they realized you can't keep running them into the ground, but it's definitely been working. And, you know, I hope they stick with it.
1: Are they doing anything different in their offense in terms of running the ball um, compared to last year? Or is it just, or is it basically similar?
0: I think it's similar. I think it's just been, you know, again, the offensive line's a little healthier yeah which which definitely helps, I mean, Zach Martin was gone for six games last year, and that that's a killer right there yeah. um, both their tackles were out all year, so I think that the the health of the offensive line is playing into it, but I also just think it's the the fact that they are splitting the carries, and defenses do have to kind of worry about two different running styles rather than just knowing exactly what's coming out of them all the time,
1: yeah, um, it's gonna be. Interesting because the Vikings run defense is uh not that great. It's gotten better since Anthony Barr came back, but certainly uh not where it should be for a, a Mike Zimmer defense. Actually it hasn't really been the same since Linval Joseph left. He's a very good run stopper and uh yeah. they miss him big time. Um but I'll get you out of here with this. So the Vikings they're three and three, Cowboys are five and one. Games in Minnesota, primetime, US Bank Stadium. How would your view about the Cowboys change uh, this season if they lose to the Vikings on Sunday? Would it make a, a big impact, or just just a little blip? Or you're like, "Hey, they're on the road, prime time. It's it's like there's a decent chance they're going to lose."
0: Uh, I, I think it comes down to how they play. I mean, yeah. uh, you know, like that the loss to Tampa Bay was not disheartening at all because. Yeah. You're playing on the road against the defending champions where banner and you lose by, you know, I think it was two, yep. two or three, something, you know, it was, it, it was a close game. So I think, you know, as long as they go out there and you know, they play, you're not going to win every game. So if you get beat, uh, you know, in a primetime game on the road, it's not the end of the world as long as you haven't just gone out there and just get smoked and, you know, look embarrassed, uh, embarrassing doing it. So, um, you know, in Minnesota, is they're better than their record suggests. You know, they they almost beat uh, Arizona, who's the last undefeated team out there. So they almost lost to the Lions too. That did happen, but Baltimore <laughs> almost lost to the Lions. <laughs> that's true. So, that's true. Uh, the Lions are hard to figure out. You know, they've got some of the best quarters in football want, out there. They
1: want to win some so of the bad.
0: Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I don't think if, if if Dallas were to lose this week. This week, I don't think it'd be a bit, you know, it, it's a minor blip, really, if that mm. happened. They're you're still you're well like, ahead in the NFC East.
1: You know, like, Super Bowl's over. We're not, we're not making it. <laughs> they lost to the Vikings. No. Man.
0: No. Yeah, that's... I, I, I usually don't try to get too yeah. crazy over one game, unless it's the playoffs.
1: Thanks. And the Cowboys, they have the luxury this year of being... Not this year, but every year, being in the NFC East. So... Yeah. I'm thinking at this rate it looks like eight or nine wins might win that division. So and they're already at five.
0: Mm. They only need seven last year, so <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they so, they're almost there this year.
1: Yeah, so they have that luxury of, you know, if they take a loss on the road to a you know, in a prime time game, it's not gonna be it's not gonna ruin their season. On the flip side, if exactly. the Vikings win on Sunday, it could it could do some things for this team, I feel like, because... Cowboys are five and one. They're right now they're looked at by people as a, a Super Bowl contender. And if if the Vikings come out of here and get a good win, of course they probably go next week and they play the Ravens. Uh probably just lose to the Ravens. Um, but at the same time, you know Kirk Cousins has got that narrative around him about, you know, not being a good primetime quarterback or never wins against winning teams. Although he did beat the Cowboys yeah. two years ago in primetime. Um so we will see. Uh, that's all I got for you today. Where can people follow you on Twitter, Randy?
0: And they can follow me at, uh, rgerzy 81. Um, you can also, if you wanted to follow, uh, what we got going on with dog pound daily, that's yeah. at dog And, um, you can find some of my work on NFL spin zone and their Twitter handle is at NFL spin zone.
1: All right. Go check that out. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast on the Apple podcast app, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. But until next time, we will talk to you later.